is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let me make something very clear. I don't do this program or my TV show or my Blaze show or write books for the left wing, for the Marxists, for the media. I do it for you and people who actually care about this country. They've now revealed themselves. Donald Trump's attack on American media have actually been mild. And then their little creepy Democrat Party funded sites like Mediaite and Media Matters and many more than that. They've all now exposed themselves as hating our country and supporting our enemies, foreign and domestic. They're out there publicly. Their names are now known. Their organizations are now known. Their donors, for the most part, are known. Now we know who they are. The same people who want to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life, by the way. I keep hearing this line, well, Hamas, that's not all the Palestinian people. Hamas is just some. And I guess that goes for the Palestinian Authority, which is run by a terrorist, Islamic Jihad, and all the rest. It's not the Palestinian people. It's these terrorist groups that just happen to take over all these territories, all these countries, and so forth. And the Palestinians can't rise up and overthrow them. Let me just say this. This has been going for a very, very long time. A very, very long time. So where are all the Palestinians between the wars and during the wars who set up groups in the United States or elsewhere condemning what has taken place? I know there's a few. 
I know there's a few. A few. And look at the disgusting hypocrisy. The media that covered World War II never even asked these questions. Never even put forward these opinions. Look, the people in Germany, they're not all Nazis. They can't help it. What are they supposed to do? The people in Japan, they're not all kamikazes, you know. What are the people of Japan supposed to do? And on and on and on. Why is this even on the radar? If the Israelis wanted to blow every Palestinian in the Middle East off the face of the earth, they would have done it already. How come over at CNN and MSNBC and the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost and all the others, Reuters and AP, how come they never mention if the Israelis wanted to destroy the Palestinians, they have the wherewithal to do it, and they would do it now before anybody else gets nukes? How come they don't say that? And how come our media previously didn't ask the questions or make the statements that the media today do? And how come we had presidents before who conducted themselves much differently than Joe Biden? I know what's going on behind the scenes when Biden talks to the Israelis, when Blinken's over there. We're going to have a guest on, Carolyn Glick, one of the great columnists in Israel explain to us some of what's going on behind the scenes. Have you asked yourself, why, are these, why do they keep going to Israel? They're so solidarity with Israel? Well, why are they meeting with the Palestinian Authority? Why are they meeting with the Jordanian? Why are they meeting with all these people? To keep the peace? What are they telling Israel behind the scenes? Israel really can't criticize the Biden administration. It wants the arms. It's that simple. It wants the arms. But to watch Jake Tapper over the weekend, I didn't watch him. I heard little clips. He is a disgusting Tokyo Rose type. He just is. Civilians are civilians, he says. Really. The problem is Hamas doesn't look at it that way. Civilians, their own people, are fodder. The Jews need to be burned, literally. Decapitated, dismembered, and burned. You have to be one cold-blooded SOB to be Jake Tapper or the rest of the American media. It's sickening. They covered up the Holocaust, and now they're playing moral equivalency here. Jake, show me one Palestinian baby who's been decapitated by the, by the IDF. Just show me one. Show me one. And, of course, we have a fifth column in our own country, and the media is a big part of that. And we've set ourselves up for this. We've allowed these colleges and universities to take all of our money, and then under the rubric of academic freedom and free speech, which they don't honor and don't respect, we're told we can't touch them. 
Of course we can touch them. We can defund them, something I've been talking about now for several years, including in American Marxism. We have no obligation to fund a fifth column that supports Marxism, the communist Chinese with their institutes, and Hamas and the other terrorists with their organizations. We have no responsibility to protect them. And people who seek to destroy America and participate in terrorism, they don't have free speech rights to be funded by us and have platforms in colleges and universities. I mean, our government is arresting pro-lifers who protest in front of abortion clinics. How many Hamas terrorists and those with links to terrorists have been arrested for protesting anywhere for anything? They're throwing January 6th protesters. I'm not even talking about people who are violent, who went in the building, came out of the building, kind of starry-eyed, Others who run the property, they're throwing them in the brink for years at a time. But what about these college campuses and their breeding of terrorism? And the funding of Confucius Institutes. And these students for peace in Palestine, or whatever the hell they call themselves. There's a piece called The Hamas Network in America, A Short History, by extremism.gw.edu, Lorenzo Vodino, or Vidino, published this month. He better watch his back because nobody's safe anymore. Now, Here's what he says about Hamas. It's the very, very small thumbnail sketch. He says, Hamas supporters have long operated in the United States. Internal Hamas documents and FBI wiretaps introduced as evidence in various federal criminal cases clearly show the existence of a nationwide Hamas network engaged in fundraising, lobbying, education, and propaganda dissemination dating back to the 1980s. You know, it's refreshing that we once had an FBI that did this sort of thing. FBI basically saying MAGA Republicans are the greatest threat we face because they're right-wingers. Same with our intelligence agencies that are going more and more domestic. The disgrace. The network formalized its existence in 1988 when it created the Palestine Committee in the U.S. But don't worry, all Palestinians aren't bad. The committee's goals included, quote, increasing the financial and the moral support for Hamas, fighting surrendering solutions, and publicizing the savagery, I'm quoting, of the Jews. And, of course, the American media has, uh, has digested all of it. Right, Jake Tapper? Right, Andrea Mitchell? The Palestine Committee spawned several public-facing organizations, most of which are based out of Chicago, Dallas, and Washington, D.C. They included the All-Purpose Islamic Association of Palestine, the financial arm represented by the Occupied Land Fund, which later became the Holy Land Foundation, and the think tank United Association of Studies and Research. 1993, the FBI wiretapped a meeting of top Hamas activists in the U.S. held in Philadelphia. I've talked about this many times. 
The wiretap show internal discussions on how to improve activities in support of Hamas within the United States and how to shield them from the designation of Hamas as a terrorist organization. U.S.-based Hamas activists agreed that hiding their affiliation and intentions was the best tactic to avoid negative consequences. Quote, I swear by Allah that war is deception, said one senior leader. Deceive, camouflage, pretend that you're leaving while you're walking that away. Deceive your enemy. Let's not hoist a large Islamic flag and let's not be barbaric talking. We will remain a front. Said if the thing the United States government ban on Hamas happens, we will benefit from the new happenings instead of having all of our organizations classified as exposed. And by the way, one of the groups they created at that meeting was CARE, C-A-I-R, which has a solid link to the Democrat Party and for years was providing training to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. For years had ties to the Clinton administration and the Obama administration. Over the years, U.S. authorities have conducted several activities to clamp down on the network, including deporting and prosecuting Hamas operatives and shutting down multiple front organizations. The 2001 designation of the Holy Land Foundation and subsequent prosecution of part of its leadership for funneling $12.5 million to Hamas constitutes to date the largest successful terrorism financing prosecution in U.S. history. CARE, by the way, was named an unindicted co-conspirator. Oh, they had checks and they had other things, but they just figured they couldn't convict them beyond a reasonable doubt. Why? I don't know why. Yet U.S.-based Hamas networks and individuals have displayed a remarkable resilience, and many of the core activists of the Palestine Committee are still engaged in various forms of support, albeit at times purely political and not material for Hamas. Individuals and networking providing various forms of support for Hamas have been active in America for decades. Small numbers of Palestinians who belong to Muslim Brotherhood networks in the Gaza Strip and West Bank, in fact, arrived in the U.S. since the 60s to study at American universities or as immigrants and refugees. Hamas, as its charter states, is, quote, one of the wings of the Muslim Brotherhood in Palestine. That's Hamas. Over time, from the official foundation of Hamas in 1987 onwards, this network increasingly organized itself, creating a relatively large set of public-facing organizations devoted to activities such as funding, lobbying, education, dissemination of propaganda, much like the American media, I might add, since the U.S. government first designated Hamas as a terrorist organization in 1997. U.S. authorities have conducted several activities to clamp down on the network, but it's not working, is it? No. In the months following the 1987 formation of Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood branches and offshoots throughout the world activated themselves to assist the newly formed organization. According to internal documents released in the federal court case, 1988, the head of the Palestine section of Muslim Brotherhood in the Middle East traveled to the United States. We met with fellow Muslim brothers to seek their support. The result of the meeting was the formation of this Palestine committee of the Muslim Brotherhood in America, a subgroup of the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States, made up mostly of members of Palestinian origin. 
They said their purpose, Palestine, is the one for the Muslim Brotherhood, prepared armies made up from the children of Islam and the Arab and Islamic nations to liberate its land from the abomination and the defilement of the children of the Jews. The Palestinians never, ever had claim to the land they are on right now. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. If you want to destroy America, you'd do a few things. You'd elect Joe Biden president. He would surround himself with Obamaites, like Blinken and the other, the other morons. You would fund and rearm Iran. You would fund and rearm the Palestinians, all of whom are good, of course. You'd throw our border wide open, so as of the last two weeks, 30 Iranians, 60 Syrians, 35 Pakistani, 2,000 Chinese, several of whom are on our watch list, or are to be watched, and have over a million, several million gotaways. If you wanted to destroy America, you would do exactly what we're doing right now. I want you to know more about Hamas, so when you can see these people on CNN and MSNBC, and you can hear what they say, you need to understand that they're either directly or indirectly willing recipients of propaganda from Hamas here in the United States. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. Mark Luffin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. 
You can reach him at 877-381-3811. Ron DeSantis to the rescue. He, uh, he brought in hundreds of Americans from Israel. And uh, he said something else which took a lot of guts and is very true. Of course, the New York Times hates him because the New York Times hates us and hates the Jews, as they demonstrated during the Holocaust. Three scholars have written about it. I've written about it. And the morons that defend what took place at the New York Times haven't read a damn thing. New York Times even apologized in 2001, sort of. So DeSantis says, we shouldn't accept Palestinians from the Gaza. They're all anti-Semitic. And this offends the Hamas-supporting media in America. As you might imagine. New York Slimes, Constipated News Network, Washington Compost, they're all quite offended. Tell me, boys. Tell me, Washington Post. How many, do you have a bureau in, uh, in Gaza? You don't. Why not? Tell me, New York Times, do you have a bureau in Gaza? Why not? How come you don't have a bureau in Tehran? What's that all about? Why don't they have bureaus, news bureaus, in Tehran, in Gaza? Because they get killed, that's why. DeSantis says U.S. should not accept refugees from Gaza. He says, I don't know what Joe Biden's going to do, but we cannot accept people from Gaza in this country as refugees. I'm not going to do that. If you, if you look at how they behave, well, yeah, we have it. Here's the audio. 12, go. Also, I will say, and I don't know what <laughs> Biden's going to do, but we cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I am not going to do that. Uh, if you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas but they are all anti-Semitic. None of them believe in Israel's right to exist. None of the Arab states are willing to take, you know, any of them. The Arab states should be taking them if you have refugees. You don't fly people and import them into the United States of America. So we're going to be very strong on that. And I think about our country, you see these demonstrations supporting Hamas in the United States of America. How did we get to the point where people are out there doing that, you get reports of babies being murdered, all this other stuff, and your first instinct is to go out and praise the terrorists who perpetrated that. You have students at Harvard signing letters saying, praising uh, Hamas for doing it. We've got some serious problems in this country. We've allowed a lot of these problems to fester, uh, but I, my view is very simple. If you don't like this country, if you hate America, you should not come to this country. We've got to start being smart about this. Now, he's 100% correct. So let's see how CNN responds to this. DeSantis's characterization of Gaza residents is not supported by public polling on the issue. Oh, you say? In July, in a July poll by the pro-Israel organization, the Washington Institute, very left-wing, 50% of Gazans agree that, quote, Hamas should stop calling for Israel's destruction and instead accept a permanent two-state solution based on the 1967 borders. What, what does that have to do with what DeSantis said, Mr. Producer? 
He said they're anti-Semitic. So there's CNN looking very, very hard. Let's, let's demonstrate he's, he's, he's wrong so we can call him a racist. And they, This poll doesn't contradict anything DeSantis said. It has nothing to do with what he said. In fact, he said they're not all Hamas. He wasn't talking about a two-state solution or anything. How come they didn't take a poll on what they think about Jews? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, like our critical race theory effort in this country by the left in America, by the Democrat Party in America, well, guess what? In every location where Palestinians live, I don't care if it's under the Palestinian Authority, under Hamas, where it is, every location in the Middle East where Palestinians live, they learn to hate Jews. They learn to hate Jews. They learn anti-Semitism, and that's, that's a, a passive way of putting it. The videos are all on the Internet. You can look at it, CNN, but you won't because you're, you're a disgrace. You're disgusting. And remember what that CNN reporter started right away with the president of Israel, Herzog. Remember that? But what about the civilians over there in Gaza? A tank hadn't even entered Gaza yet. This is a week ago. Rival GOP presidential contender Nikki Haley on Sunday, listen to this, responded to DeSantis' remarks by saying the United States, quote, has always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. Adding that's what Americans have to do following the Hamas attack. She's not answering him either. By the way, she is an ambulance chaser. She's, she's as bad as that Vivek Ramaswamy as far as I'm concerned. But I was at the U.N. for two years. I know that no, you were at the U.N. You know New York City. But listen to this. She's playing the left wing card. DeSantis didn't say. There's not a difference between Hamas and the civilians. He said we should not take in anybody from Gaza. Because the Palestinians are anti-Semitic. Why is that controversial? For Nikki Haley. I understand CNN, the New York Times, all these other slobs. I got that. And where most of these people live, there's probably not a Palestinian within 10 miles, by the way. I'm just saying. You have to realize that whether we're talking about Gazans and Palestinians, all of them don't. You have half of them at the time that I was there didn't want to be under Hamas rule. They didn't want to have terrorists overseeing them. They knew that they were living a terrible life because of Hamas. That doesn't answer what DeSantis said either. That doesn't answer any of it. DeSantis and others, goes on CNN, have used the attack to argue for hardline immigration policies and stronger border security in the U.S. See what I mean? See how sickening this is? The Democrat Party hates America, ladies and gentlemen. It is the umbrella group for the media. It is the umbrella group for the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party in Congress and elsewhere. It is the umbrella group for our colleges and universities and their tenured Marxists. That's why I tell you the Democrat Party hates America. Oh, that's so controversial over here at Barnes & Noble. We can't put that book in the front window. No way! 
So Nikki Haley doesn't answer DeSantis. CNN doesn't answer DeSantis. They say other things that have nothing to do with what DeSantis said. In fact, he wouldn't really disagree with what Nikki Haley said. So she twists it. That's why I don't trust her. If you're not going to stand up now and call a spade a spade, then when the hell are you? When are you? Now's the time to recognize who's who and what's what. Yes. May I finish my Hamas information, Mr. Producer? Are you bored with that now? Got to find the damn thing. Oh, here it is. So there it's meeting in Philadelphia. They're taping it. They're tapped. If the internal strategy, the report goes, this is the Hamas network in America put out this month. This was this meeting in Philadelphia 20 years ago. The internal strategy of the committee, this Palestine committee, aimed at mobilizing the American Muslim community to support Hamas. Meeting participants understood that they could also play an important role in aiding the group by influencing American public opinion and policymaking. Ahmad, in particular, stressed the need to increase the committee's, quote, influence with Congress, unquote. And they have a foothold in Congress. Let's not play games. They said, quote, this can be achieved by infiltrating the American media outlets, universities, and research centers. This is not an analysis. This is them caught on tape. He continued, it is also achieved by working with Islamic political organizations and the sympathetic ones, such as the American Muslim Alliance, such as the United Muslims of America, such as the Muslim Public Affairs Council, still quoting, if Muslims engage, Muslims engage in political activism in America and started to be concerned with Congress and public relations, we will have an entry point to use them to pressure Congress and the decision makers in America, quote unquote. The development of a carefully crafted media strategy defending Hamas without giving the impression of voice of supporting violence was deemed to be one of the most important aspects of the committee's public relations campaign. Mr. Producer, remember many years ago, really when I was starting out over 20 years ago, this group CARE used to try and get talk show hosts fired. Remember that? Remember what I said? Try it, and I'll own you. And I will sue you for interference with my contract. And I will depose you. And I will see who all your contributors are. I will get your texts. I will get your emails. I'll get every damn thing you've ever created and ever hoped to create. And they stayed as far away from me as possible. They were picking off conservative talk show hosts. They were monitoring. They were recording the shows. They were putting it out. Look at this racist. Look at this anti Look at that. I said, bring it on. Not a word, Mr. Producer, remember? This is why. It's a front group. And I said, and I won't settle. I'm not going to settle. I will chase you down on discovery to the ends of earth. Because I instinctively knew what they were. When Ahed appeared on CNN and talked in the way that he spoke, this greatly reduces the severity allegations of radicalism. See, they have the, our media figured out. All of our enemies do. Ahmed's statement referred to the appearance a few weeks earlier of an AP public relations director, Nahed Awad, 
on CNN Crossfire when he advanced Hamas's point of view with words that were palatable to the American public. This is the guy that runs CARE now, or did. The media-savvy Ahwad followed up on Ahmad's words with a presentation on the media strategy, stressing the importance of, quote, training and qualifying individuals in the branches and the communities on media activism through holding special courses on the media, I'm quoting him, and highlighting the importance of writing op-eds in prominent American newspapers. Ahwad's strategy has long been heeded by U.S.-based Hamas activists upon their return to the Middle East. In fact, over the last few years, former U.S.-Palestine committee head Masu Abu Marzouk and former Yasser director Ahmed Yabadabadu, currently senior political advisor to the Palestinian Prime Minister Ishmael Anya, have published several editorials on prominent American newspapers such as the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the Los Angeles Times using tones that are quite different from those they use in Arabic. Discussions in the meeting, that 1993-4 meeting, made it clear that participants fully understood that if within the Muslim community they had decided to openly and unabashedly support Hamas, when dealing with the general public and policymakers, they needed to take a more nuanced position. Quote, as the wiretap picked up, we can't, as an American organization, say we represent Sama Hamas, spelled backwards, explained Omar Ahmed, can we go to the congressman and tell him he is sarcastically? I am Omar Ahmed, chairman of the union. Yasser Arafat doesn't represent me, but Hamas spiritual leader Sheikh Amach Yassin does. Other participants agreed that dissimulating the, uh, dissimulating the committee's real aims and feelings when dealing with Americans was a necessary tactic. Quote, again picked up by the wire, I swear by Allah the war is deception said Abu Bakr, we are fighting our enemy with a kind heart. Deceive, camouflage, pretend that you're leaving while you're walking that way. Deceive your enemy. I agree with you. Politics is a completion of war, said Ahmad, displaying a remarkable knowledge of class wits. Ahmed further elaborated Abu Bakr's position, comparing the deception the group was to use with a head fake used by basketball players. Quote, he makes a player believe that he's doing this while he does something else. This is the FBI recordings of these guys. Ahmed and Abu Bakr's calls for dissimulation were heeded by other participants. One argued, quote, In my opinion, we must form a new organization for activism, which will be neutral because we are placed in a corner, and I believe this is care they created, among others. We are placed in a corner. It is known who we are. We are marked, and I believe that there should be a new neutral organization which works on both sides. Another unidentified speaker agreed, highlighting the need for creating a new organization that will be, quote, an official U.S. cover representing the Islamic community and will also serve as a cover for the existing organizations in case they got dissolved. You see what we're up against? This needs to be cleaned out. These groups need to be shut down with their terrorism and their terrorist links. And these bastards need to be thrown out of our country. They're terrorists. Well, they're certainly terrorists wannabes. Be right back. Lovin.
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals so this group they wanted to create to influence our media, politicians, and our schools, basing their judgment on ample evidence, U.S. authorities believe the organization to be the Council on American-Islamic Relations or CARE which was founded in Washington, D.C. a few months after the Philadelphia media. In fact, IAP President Omar Ahmad and Public Relations Director Niwad Awad, both members of the Palestinian Committee who had attended the Philadelphia media, became respectively CARES Chairman Emeritus and Executive Director. Rafiq Jabbar, who had been IAP President, also became a founding director of CARE, while former IAPs employee Ibrahim Hooper, that little putz, I remember him, became CARE's Director of Communications. Gashan Alashi, the treasurer of the Holy Land Foundation, became the founding board member of CARE's Texas chapter. And as evidence introduced in the Dallas trial showed, the Holy Land Foundation also transferred funds to CARE for consulting services. And there's a nice big check that shows that they got it. You should check out CARE's website today. I think it's care.com, C-A-I-R.com. I posted it on my... uh, Platform, see what they're promoting today. Rallies all over the country. Rallies to defend the Palestinians, they say. Well, they didn't call a rally 30 days ago. They're calling rallies now. Now, I've explained here now on, on TV, students for, what is it called? Peace in Palestine, Mr. Producer? I can't remember. For justice in Palestine... I've helped expose them and everything related to them. They come out of the same milieu. In other words, this, this meeting, the terrorist-linked organizations, these people who promote Hamas, they fund the Students for Justice in Palestine, among other groups. They fund CARE, or CARE now is, get, is out there. This whole damn thing. All these protests in our streets. God knows how many students are in this country who overstayed their visas or haven't overstayed their visas, who've been accepted in this country. You know, here's the thing. If Joe Biden were president during World War II, Nazis would be coming into this country. Japanese saboteurs would be coming into this country. Franklin Roosevelt rounded up 120,000 innocent men, women, and children of Japanese heritage. But Joe Biden, he'd be letting everybody into this country. Why? And the media would be saying, look, not all Germans are Nazis. Yeah, we know that. But that's not the point. I'll be right back. 
This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. The number of uh, hostages is now 250 or more as these numbers keep going up. The number of dead Americans murdered is 30. 30. And Biden on 60 Minutes telling Israel, you know, should you defeat uh, Hamas in Gaza, and they will, they shouldn't occupy it. So he's already stabbing them in the back. He ought to keep his big mouth shut. Give them the support we, the American people, want them to have. But keep your mouth shut. Because you send mixed messages. You send messages to the Islamonauts regime in Tehran. You send messages to Hezbollah and Hamas, the Palestinian Authority. You send them billions of dollars. You know, he has to be held to account too, ladies and gentlemen. And I love these guys that have Ehud Barak on. Ehud Barak, the disgraced former Prime Minister of Israel, who was going to give damn near the whole country away to Yasser Arafat and the PLO. And thank goodness that little rat said no, it wasn't enough. Why? Because they want the whole thing. So Ehud Barak is very unpopular in Israel. Yet he's behind the effort and has been for the last year that almost caused a civil war in that country. When he and these minority parties, like Lapid party and the others, and the Arab parties, tried to overthrow the Netanyahu government. And it's even worse than that. They were using farm money. They had these massive strikes. They even encouraged the IDF not to listen to any commands by their prime minister. Mossad and others. And, you know, when this thing is done and over, among other things, America and Israel needs to look at the role of the Marxist left, their media, Ehud Barak and the others, the people who funded them, Lapid and the rest, in distracting a nation that was now fighting for its survival internally, much like ours. And you hear liberals in our own country on TV and elsewhere saying, if it wasn't for Netanyahu, Really? Well, let's get to the bottom of this. The time will come when we can, or they can. It's not now. But when people give a platform to Ehud Barak, do they even know what they're giving a platform for? He gets on there, he starts trashing the government in Israel. They should have known, they should have known. Maybe so. Our government didn't know, maybe we should have known. Maybe so. But if you're also leading a civil war against the current government in Israel, and you're urging the IDF to join you and some generals... Retired generals and others said they would not support any orders coming out of the government. And some even in Mossad and their other intelligence actors said the same thing. Well, you're setting your country up, aren't you? And now that they're in the middle of the war, Ehud Barak is out there trashing the government. 
takes no responsibility for anything. I don't forget anything. Except I have to ask my wife every day, what, what are we doing today? I don't know. What am, who am I talking to? Other than that, I don't forget anything. PJ Media. Robert Spencer. Jihad Watch. Title, Everything You Need to Know About the Israeli Occupation. That is everything the left won't tell you. Hear them out. It's a great piece. There would be peace in the Middle East if Israel just ended its occupation, Right? That's what the squad wants you to think anyway. That's what American media wants you to think. The statements of the three primary members of this winsome leftist house coalition on the Hamas massacres in Israel had the distinct odor of canned talking points. AOC issued a statement that said, I condemn Hamas's attack in the strongest possible terms. That's a good start, he says, but she then turned on a dime to blame it all on Israel. Ongoing oppression and occupation. See, if Israel would just ease up on the poor Palestinians, who, of course, have no anti-Semitic bones in their bodies. Hamas jihadists would all open restaurants and shops and peace would dawn upon the region. Not to be outdone, there was Omar, of course, Democrat Magadishu. We, now, we know the occupation is systemic apartheid or a violation of international law. It must end. Rashid Talib, family newly from Palestine, so-called. I grieve the Palestinian-Israeli lives lost today and every day. I'm determined as ever to fight for justice, blah, blah, blah. The path to the future must include lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating, you know, open prison, they call it. By the beginning of the 20th century, ready? Let me start earlier than that. He says, if Israel is occupying Palestinian land, can you please explain the basis in international law for Palestinian ownership of this land? They all likely assume that there was a previous Palestinian state and that the Israelis occupied and destroyed, but in reality, there has never been a Palestinian state of any kind ever at any point in world history. There's been a region known as Palestine since uh, 134 A.D. when the Romans applied the name to the land that had previously been known as Judea. That is, the land of the Jews. And in fact, the Jews used to be called the Palestinians, but Arafat stole that. But Palestine was akin to Staten Island. It was only the name of a region, never of a people or a nation. By the beginning of the 20th century, the Ottoman Empire had sovereignty over the territory that is now Israel and supposedly occupied land as well. The Ottoman Empire was, however, known by this time as the sick man of Europe. In the early 1920s, in the early 1920s, just before the empire fell altogether, it conceded control of Palestine in the land that came to be known as Transjordan, and now is Jordan to the League of Nations. Jordan is 100 years old. That's it. On July 24, 1922, the League granted administrative control over these territories to Britain with specific instructions to create, quote, a national home for the Jewish people, unquote. That's 1922. Britain immediately turned over 77% of the mandate to the Arabs to create Jordan, but remained generally committed to establishing a Jewish national home in the remainder. This was known as the Mandate for Palestine. Sometimes leftists point to it as the Palestinian state that supposedly predated Israel, but this claim relies on the ignorance of the fact that this British territory had been explicitly set aside for a Jewish settlement. 
Nine years before the founding of the modern state of Israel, a 1939 flag of Palestine sports a star of David. When the state of Israel was founded in 1948, it immediately had to fight a war for its survival against the surrounding Arab nations that had vowed to destroy it. Then there was finally an occupation, in fact two. Egypt occupied Gaza, and Jordan occupied Judea and Samaria, which it renamed the West Bank, which is why I refuse to call it the West Bank. Israel won back those territories in the Six-Day War in 1967, but that was actually ending an occupation, not starting one. Israel was occupied. The only international law governing sovereignty over those territories stipulated that they were to be part of a national home for the Jewish people. So from whom was the land stolen? Not from the Ottomans, who had ceded it to the League of Nations. Not from the League, which had granted administrative powers over it to the British. Not from the British, who only had it in order to help keep create a Jewish state there. Not from the Palestinians, who didn't even exist until the 1960s, when the KGB and Yasser Arafat bestowed Palestinian nationality upon a group of Levantine Arabs as a rhetorical weapon to use against Israel. And it worked beautifully. The idea that Israel was occupying Palestinian land was furthered in the 1990s by the Oslo Accords, to which Israel unwisely acceded, and in which it agreed to work toward the establishment of a Palestinian state in so-called West Bank and Gaza, which would only become a new base for more jihadist attacks. But a Palestinian state, if it ever created, would be the first ever in, in history, period. There is no Israel occupation. In fact, it's Israel that is occupied. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Sometimes people, even on our own side, are dumb as hell. Particularly the isolationists, where we're going to have 2,000 or 2,200 of our military personnel in Israel. Now, what do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to grab arms and charge the uh, uh, Gaza City? No. We have two carrier fleets that are going to be the one right now. They have what we call fighter jets. We have massive armaments. They don't take orders from the Israeli military. And the Israeli military are not technically familiar with everything that we have. So as a practical matter, with those massive, with that massive armada sitting out there, should they need to use jets or some of our big cannons and something of that sort, it's our guys that are going to be speaking with our guys, 
because they're the only ones that actually understand what's taking place with our guys. So I just wish the isolationists would just zip it for once. They don't know a damn thing. It's an honor to have my friend, Carolyn Glick, on with us. She's, to me, the preeminent columnist, certainly one of them in Israel. And she has a deep knowledge of Israel and the United States, having been born here. And Carolyn Glick, I'm just going to throw it to you. Um, I'm getting concerned that we're getting confusing messages from Biden and Blinken. And they're spending an awful lot of time in Arab countries and an awful lot of time with the Palestinian Authority. Do you have any idea what's going on? Um, yeah, I do. Thanks so much for having me on your program, uh, Mark. I really appreciate it so much and all the incredible uh, reporting that you've been doing on what's happening here. Um, so uh, a couple of things. One is um, that, uh, you know, we have over 1,300 who were murdered on October 7th, but we also have another uh, 400 or so who are missing. So the ultimate death toll is probably going to be closer to 1,700. Uh, we also got the first um, hostage video today of a beautiful young 21-year-old uh, woman uh, named uh, Miri Shem, who's being held by Hamas. And, um, you know, we, we have to remember that just like ISIS and al-Qaeda, al-Qaeda, uh, uh, Hamas, I mean, um, is a jihadist group. And the jihadist doctrine has you uh, rape women and bring them in to serve as your sex slaves. Um, and so there's a real concern about that. She was wearing a lot of makeup. Uh, Kayla Mueller, the U.S. hostage of uh, ISIS, who was killed uh, in 2015 in a U.S. airstrike, was killed because she was uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the ISIS commander's uh, sex slave in his house. So um, there, there's a lot of concern, a lot of a lot of concern. And, and, and one of the concerns really is that we see just how evil Hamas is. It, this is a war between evil and good. Um, they oppose everything that we hold dear, first and foremost, the sanctity of life. And one of the things that's most upsetting is the moral relativism, the, the attempt by the media, by the left, to, to forge some sort of moral equivalence between uh, the victims of this horrible evil and uh, the terrorists who are being targeted in, in uh, Gaza by Israel and are counteroffensive. Um, and, and one of the most alarming aspects of this is that we're seeing this moral equivalence uh, uh, manifesting itself in the Biden administration's um, uh, actions and policies in relation to Israel and our military operations here. Um, which which goes to to your specific question about what what we're getting from them. So um, uh, w- one of the things that that I've been briefed on that I've that I've come to understand is that uh, you know, you know uh, both President Biden and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who was also here, and Secretary of uh, State uh, Tony Blinken, who's here now for the second time in under a week, have pledged to provide Israel with the. Uh, munitions that we need in order to successfully prosecute this war, but it works out that that uh, approval of uh, the procurement is almost on a case-by-case basis, that they're parsing the support um, in a way that conditions it on Israel's uh, good behavior. And their conditions on uh, the U.S. military assistance are making it very difficult, if not as practical matter, impossible for Israel to achieve our war aims. 
can this be part of the reason why there's a delay? You know, we hear weather, we hear the troops are green, we hear this, we hear that. Could it possibly be, in part at least, that the Israeli leadership has to check with the United States leadership, or the United States leadership is trying to pull them back, or things of that sort going on, do you think? So here, I'll give you two examples. One is today we had four missile strikes on Tel Aviv, and I think one or two in Jerusalem. And um, so those missiles are not just being shot from missile bases. We would have hit a missile base if there was a missile base to shoot it. They're being shot from underneath UN schools and hospitals in Gaza. And that the fact that these schools have been transformed into missile launching sites makes them uh, military targets. It also, of course, shows just how absurd it is for the U.N. to act as though there's some sort of independent organization in Gaza when they're completely subordinate to Hamas terrorists. But uh, be that as it may, uh, the the Biden administration is apparently prohibiting Israel from bombing those sites. Um, Hamas's headquarters is beneath Shifa Hospital uh, in Gaza, and the United States is demanding that Israel not touch Shifa, even though that's military headquarters of a terrorist organization that's waging a genocidal war against us. So these are the sorts of things. And then the other aspect of it is that, you know, we want to make sure that we don't face a massacre of our forces. And uh, some of the places that we have to bomb before we can go in require bunker buster bombs, because uh, what we see above this, the, the ground in Gaza is only a small part of, of what Hamas has. The vast majority of their war machine is in, uh, in, in a network of underground warrens. And some of them are rather deep, and they require, you know, either if they want, you know, we could go old school and, and just put, you know, bomb them with gas, but nobody wants to do that. And so we need bunker busters, and the Americans are apparently, again, conditioning that on something else, which is uh, this euphemism for resupply of Hamas, referred to as humanitarian aid. And so Blinken was in the war cabinet today, uh, uh, reportedly uh, demanding that Israel permit uh, this so-called humanitarian aid into Gaza. And he threatened, this is on the open uh, media that's already been reported, that Israel would lose international support if we deny uh, humanitarian aid in Gaza. And the thing is, is that that's, it's illegal. I mean, under international law... This All right, let's wait right there. We're going to come back to Carolyn Glick. This is very, very important. After the break, and pick up where she left off. I'll be right back. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no 
cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Carolyn Glick is with me. Uh, Carolyn Glick, Blinken has, has been meeting with Netanyahu now for seven hours. Mm-hmm. He's not a war strategist, he's a diplomat. I suspect what he's doing in there is pounding the table, trying to get Netanyahu to bend to their demands on targets, on weaponry. He's probably receiving a number of threats behind the scenes while the Biden administration is out front, acting tough, sending two, uh, you know, uh, major uh, ships and their accompanying ships with them. Is that what's going on? Uh, well, uh, that's what I'm hearing, and that's also what's being reported. And and that goes to what we were talking about regarding the humanitarian aid. The main thing that's being uh, discussed by Blinken and making it very clear that he's he's making these demands of Israel is that there are, are a couple hundred trucks uh, on the Egyptian side of the border with Gaza. Now, everybody wanting to uh, prevent a humanitarian disaster for uh, civilians in Gaza, the one way to do it is to pressure Egypt and Egyptian President um, Assisi to accept Gazans uh, as refugees in the Sinai across the border, because then they will be immune from uh, the Israeli uh, the Israeli military operation in Gaza. That's the only way to do it. I mean, the only other land border with Gaza is with Israel, and it would it, it's it's absurd to right. think that we would allow people who are waging war against us to seek refuge in our territory. That's just insane. But, but I want to hone. Not, I want to hone in. I want to hone in. There's a seven-hour meeting going on with Blinken. I'm hearing from other sources, and I'm hearing directly from you, that in fact the United States is tying Israel's hands. Is that what you're hearing? Because that's what I'm hearing. Yes, and so this is just the humanitarian aid. What is humanitarian aid? I said in the previous segment that Hamas is bombing Israel from underneath schools in Gaza, right? Underneath UN schools in Gaza. There is not one installation, one individual in Gaza who is not under the complete control of Hamas terrorists. Not one. So they will be the ones in charge of all of these trucks that will be coming into Gaza. And there's no way of inspecting them. Who's going to inspect them? Those same UN inspectors who, who, who live by, by at the pleasure of Hamas? Who's going to inspect them and make sure so that they're not So you mean weapons could be coming Nobody. in? Anything could be coming in. And by the way, the trucks themselves are weapons. And so any, any truck that comes in is another weapon for Hamas, even if it's empty. That baby formula that they claim is in those trucks, that won't be going to the hostages, the babies they're holding hostages. They'll go to whoever Hamas wants to give it to. The same with the food. The same with everything. The same with the fuel. The fuel isn't going to be, you know, uh, fueling generators and refrigerators to feed hostages. That's the real humanitarian crisis in Gaza, is that they're holding 200 hostages. Americans, too, over 20 Americans. This is the largest hostage crisis America has seen in decades. 
So, you know, this is this is Hamas. This is the face of evil. And the United States is saying that it's humanitarian assistance to provide Hamas with direct aid, which brings us back to international law, because the Biden administration keeps insisting from the outset, we expect Israel to adhere to the laws of war as a democracy. Well, the United States is breaching them by demanding humanitarian aid be delivered to Gaza, because binding U.N. Security Council 1373 from 2001 bars all U.N. member states, it was drafted by the United States, bars everybody from providing direct or indirect assistance to terrorists. And that's precisely what the United States is now demanding that Israel do, breach international law. Even here, I'm looking at the blaze, and it says, U.N. agency responsible for supporting Palestinian refugees is accused of trying to provide cover to Hamas, UNRWA, uh, released a statement on Sunday accusing Hamas of stealing fuel and critical medical supplies from its compound in Gaza City, and they've since pulled that tweet. They took it off the social media. Right. They they thought that they might get a little bit of uh, traction on that for a second, and then Hamas looked at them askance, and they pulled it off immediately because they live at the pleasure of Hamas. That's the whole point. There is no such thing as humanitarian assistance to Gaza. It's only resupply to Hamas. And that's what the United States is demanding that Israel undertake, which means that as we have hundreds of thousands of soldiers now poised at the border to invade Gaza, the United States is demanding that we provide the Hamas with resupply that can be used to kill our soldiers. Mm -hmm. I knew something was wrong. Because I don't trust Biden. And on top of all of this, Carolyn Glick, he rearms Iran. He rearms the Palestinians. He's still rearming them. He hasn't cut a single penny from Iran or the Palestinians, reversing course on the Trump policies. And uh, he also stabs Israel, Israel in the back and says he doesn't recommend they occupy that area. What do you mean occupied? It was Israeli before. The Israeli gave it away. Now that said... Doesn't Israel get to make decisions about its own war, how, to, how it commits uh, acts of peace, I'll, I'll say, things of that sort? You're going to have Biden blew up Afghanistan. He, he, he blew up uh, Russia and Ukraine. China is poised to invade Taiwan. And these guys sit around, these Ivy League eggheads, although he's not even Ivy League, and play war games. Who's going to go where? Don't hit this. Don't hit that. It's a and while our border's wide open, for God's sakes, I'm very worried about this. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, edify us on? The only thing is that you know it seems to me that the American people should also have to have a say in this. You know, I speak all the time to the American media and the outpouring of support that Israel is receiving. By the way, those two thousand U.S. forces that are coming to the region aren't coming to Israel. They're not combatants. I mean, they're not combat soldiers. I know exactly what they're doing. It's what I said. They're there in case our ships or our our jets have to take action or not. They're not going to take orders from the Israeli military. I'm just telling you, that's why they're there. They're, they're go- we are going to coordinate with ourselves as is necessary. That's why they're there. So the, la- so the last thing I'll say is, you know, it, it, back in uh, 2014, uh, Congress passed supplemental aid to Israel in the, uh, in, in the provision of Iron Dome uh, missiles, which, by the way, the United States stipulated in our agreement with them that all the missiles have to be produced in the United States. So we definitely need resupply of those and of our air force uh, bombs that are produced in the United States. Um, And Obama didn't want it, uh, but he was forced to sign because you had overwhelming congressional support for the measure, and so he wasn't going to veto it. 
And here, you know, I think that, that Congress could also play a role uh, in in passing resolution, for instance, uh, regarding um, unconditional support for Israeli victory, the need to reconquer Gaza as a war aim. Who knows what we'll do with it the day after, but it's clear that a terrorist organization of any kind, not the PLO, not Hamas, not anybody, can be in charge of security there because it'll just be a matter of time and it'll wreck Israel's regional posture. So I think, you know, it's very important. I know that the American people, so many, are standing with Israel and with good against evil and understanding that the evil also resides in the United States in the form of all the people supporting Hamas on college campuses and the streets of U.S. cities. So I think there's so many good Americans there. and It's important, you know, to, to, to be told that the, the Biden administration should know that you know, it's being that that it's expected to to keep its word and stand with Israel and enable us to defeat Hamas. But you can't do that by pretending away the nature of the evil that we're facing. I mean, I'm I'm just saying you got Hamas, uh, Hezbollah in the north, Hamas in the south. You got Iran, wherever they want to be, I suppose. And then you have an ally in the United States where the Secretary of State, who is a complete disaster, an, Obama, an Obamanoid, sitting down there with the Prime Minister, seven hours. That is a long damn time, seven hours. And they're not talking about some peace agreement. They're not even talking about diplomacy. He's there delivering the message. Go ahead. Just one more thing. I know your time is very short. You know, I, I've been playing some condolence calls at the homes of, of soldiers. We have a family funeral for, for a young woman, uh, a cousin who was killed at, at the dance party. But these soldiers who gave their lives and the ones on the border, I mean, there's no force in the world that's more courageous and more driven than our soldiers. I mean, these people gave their lives in the most heroic ways. Uh, on October 7th to save hundreds and hundreds of people who otherwise would be captive now in Gaza or be dead and with their bodies burned and unidentifiable. Um, and, you know, you're not talking about a country of cowards who want the United States to come in and save us. All we're asking is for the means to do the job ourselves. That's what the United States always pledged to Israel. That's what its pledge has always been, to provide us with the means to defend ourselves by ourselves. And that's our hour of need is now. Mm-hmm. And we need those arms, and we don't need conditions placed on them. We are a moral, good, God-fearing people. And we are America's most steadfast ally in the Middle East. And anything that right. happens to us is going to reflect poorly on the United States and we thank everybody for their support, and just please stand with us now. All right. You be safe over there. I know you're in and around thank Jerusalem, you. but I'm not going to be specific for your own safety. God bless you, my friend. And people, you can go, you can go to her site, which is really very informative. She gets a lot of inside information and has very, very sound and wise thinking. And that would be Carolyn, spelled like carolineglick.com. CarolineGlick.com. All right, Carolyn, take care and of yourself. JNS.org, where I'm senior editor. All right, I, I, I got it. I, I want to get you Thanks. people to your site. Mm-hmm. All right, take care. Thank you. All right, God bless. You believe this, America? He's doing to the Israelis what he's doing to our Border Patrol. This guy's two-faced. He's bad news. He's going to go over there, meet with Netanyahu like he's the great savior. Then I'm going to make a bet. 
of course, the Democrat Party media won't like this, but I'm going to make a bet that those will wind in, up in many of his uh, campaign commercials. Just, I'm just making a bet. Unbelievable. Seven hours with blinking. That is bad. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans start at just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. You've been listening to this program for years, hopefully many of you, but some of you since the the attack by the Islamo-Nazis, the Hamas Nazis against the Jews. And if you listen every evening, you've learned more in, what is it now, 14 days, whatever it is? Not 14 days. Maybe 10 days. It's getting away from me. And in your entire lives. About what's going on. The history of the Middle East. The history of the New York Times and the rest of the press. The history of the so-called Palestinians. The history of the land. The history of Hamas in our own country. The history of Students for Justice in Palestine. How they're all Hamas and terrorist-linked front groups that you're seeing on TV. You've learned almost nothing from the media. Almost nothing. In fact, from outlets like the Times, the Post, and the rest of the reprobates, you're being fed propaganda that's fed to them. That's fed to them. And tonight, the breaking story is from Carolyn Glick, who has many sources in Israel, and is one of the great columnists over there. You're getting the information that Blinken... And Biden, who's called Netanyahu several times, Blinken, who's now on his second trip to Israel, and has been seven hours with Netanyahu, they're trying to tie Netanyahu's hands now. And he can't really publicly... So the great diplomatic effort isn't against Iran, it's against Israel. And this president, Biden, has put Israel in a box the way he's put us in a box with an open border. Now, I've been saying to the Republicans on Capitol Hill, if they'll elect Jim Jordan speaker by now, what the hell's wrong with you people? Gates lights the place on fire, and then you never see the man again. Same with the other seven boneheads. Now, they got to fight their way out of this. Let's get it done. Our border's open. Somebody's got to do something about it. And there's no counter. There's no balance to the executive branch. I'll give you an example. 
and not just the executive branch, the judiciary. This Tanya Chunkin issued a ruling today, the first in American history. And the media says, you know, Trump got half of what he wanted. No, 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 no. Donald Trump is not allowed to criticize the prosecutor. And the prosecutor asked his favorite judge for a ruling like that and more. He was way over the top, but he knows he hit the lottery with this judge. The Supreme Court has never accepted anything like this. It's ruled that the lawyers have to keep their mouths shut. But if you're a defendant and they're coming at you with guns blazing and you think what's going on is unconstitutional, you have every right to slam away at the prosecutor in the process and even the judge. Especially when you're running for president of the United States. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. We now know why, America, those of you who listen to this program, why Israel has not done an offensive against Gaza yet. And that is because the, the Biden administration is telling them what they can and cannot do if they want certain weapons. And so the incursion has been delayed because Israel is trying to persuade the United States to allow it to have certain weapons like bunker busters. They're being told where and where they cannot use the bunker busters. And the reason why, you know, our media is so stupid. They keep asking, how is it that they can keep firing missiles into Israel with all these bombings taking place? It's because these missiles, as Carolyn Glick just told us, are being fired from under hospitals, schools, mosques, and those types of civilian facilities. And apparently the United States, Biden through Blinken, is telling Israel, you can't use bunker busters for those. So this tiny little country has its hands tied behind its back. Being told how to fight the war, even though publicly the administration says we have your back, they have to do what they have to do, but if you win, you can't occupy it. Even though it was their land before they gave it to the uh, peace-loving Palestinians. 
the same time, the very same administration that's concerned about that funded Iran to the tune of $70 billion, funded the Palestinians to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, all of which have been cut off by Trump. And they haven't stopped a single dime from going to Iran or the Palestinians. And they prop up Qatar, which has given hundreds and hundreds of millions and over the decade, billions to Hamas with Iran. And Hamas's leadership now is living in and protected by Qatar and Turkey. And with 30 Americans slaughtered as part of this big slaughter by the Hamas Nazi terrorists who are funded by Qatar and Iran, whose leadership is protected by Turkey and Qatar, we haven't changed any policies towards any of those countries. None of them. But Israel is now being told what it can and cannot do. We've answered a lot of questions for the media because the media are not interested in the facts. Might destroy the narrative. Surely we'll destroy the narrative. The Egyptians have blocked the main passageway, as you know, we broke it here, for the Gazan citizens to leave. They've also blocked some food, but there's three trucks, big trucks, And the Israelis say, we need to know what's in those damn things beforehand. No, 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 no. It's food, it's medicine, and so forth and so on. Because they don't want all kinds of military equipment and and ammunition and other stuff pouring into Gaza from Egypt. You didn't hear that before. You just heard it tonight, thanks to our friend Carolyn Glick. You didn't hear before that this war was really slowed down, not because of the weather, even though the media keeps telling you that over and over, because this is what's fed to them. Here, here, say this, say that. Okay, thank you. A source tells me. Meanwhile, the Israelis are eventually going to send their troops. These are young men. You have to understand, when you have a country like Israel, you don't have a massive standing army. Everyone between the age, I think it's 17 or 18 and 45, is in the army. They're in the reserves. They can be called up at any time. So now they've been called up. These are small business owners, waiters, waitresses, maids, plumbers, electricians, truck drivers, lawyers, doctors, whatever it is. And you never, ever hear, and this is several days in a row I've been saying this, you never, ever hear about what about their their loss of blood yet? It's going to be tough. It's going to be a hell of a battle. It's going to be very bloody. You know, you're going to have this. You're going to have that. Now, Biden's going to visit Israel on Wednesday. Why? To show support, of course. While behind the scenes, while behind the scenes, he's undermining the Israelis' ability to win this war. Don't put anything past this man. Our border's wide open, even though he knows it should be shut. What he did to the Afghanis and our military in that surrender was disgusting he doesn't care if he cared he'd care about human life much more than he demonstrates whether it's on the border 
whether it was in Afghanistan and right now. And right now. Urban battle. It's going to be very hard. Of course it is. But the Israelis are being told by our government, make sure you feed the population, make sure you medicate the population, make sure you don't hit a mosque, a hospital, a school. Don't hit any of those. Now, go for it. Look at all these conditions. All these conditions. But don't worry, Biden says the most supportive things. He'll be there in Israel, standing next to Netanyahu, and Netanyahu will have to keep his mouth shut, choking down spittle that he, you know he'd like to release. But they need the armaments. Why? Because it's a, na- a tiny nation with an incredibly small population. They just don't have the resources to build all their own equipment. And those of you who say, well, we give them $3.5 billion, and they take that money and they buy the armaments from us. But $3.5 billion doesn't look like a lot when you consider that Biden rearmed Iran with $70 billion. And for him, $6 billion is icing on the cake. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? He created this environment. As he did with Russia invading, invading Ukraine. As he did with the surrender in, in Afghanistan where we have this massive air force installation, this military installation where we got all kinds of intelligence and so forth right near China, right next to China. And he surrenders the whole damn thing. The whole damn thing. If you use common sense, you'll come to the right conclusions. You really will. If you use common sense. But this is why, even as I speak today, you have a federal judge in Washington, D.C. who issues an extraordinarily unconstitutional decision, which I hope the Trump people will seek an interlocutory appeal to try and get it up to the Supreme Court eventually. I don't know if it'll even work. You have a political prosecution. You've got leaks from the government to the media. You've got what they call a speaking indictment, which lays out all the information they want to talk about, and yet the defendant can't attack the prosecutor. Have you ever heard of that before? There is not a single Supreme Court decision that supports that. None. None. We have a completely corrupt judiciary. Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. And so while all this is going on, Biden is a very evil human being, very evil person. He's destroyed many lives, or has attempted to. Bob Bork, Clarence Thomas, there's an arms-long list of individuals. Tamara Reed. That poor girl was so despondent, she left the United States for Russia. The media laughed her off, thought she was a joke. No, they didn't. They were hiding the fact that Biden molested her when she was a staffer. She went on record. She spoke. She went on record. She spoke. Terrible. I'll be right back. Mud Lovin.
Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So Biden's headed to Israel Wednesday, which is a disaster for Israel, given what's actually taking place behind the scenes. So he's really heading there to drop a hammer and tell them what they can and cannot do and what they can do with what. This is the report from Israel. You heard it on this program from somebody who's connected. People wondering why Israel hasn't attacked yet. Well, there's a lot of reasons. But one of them is, there are things in places they want to attack, which they're being told by the United States they mustn't attack. You're not allowed to use those bunker bumpers on schools and mosques and stores and this, that, and the other. Even though those missiles are still being fired in Israel, that's where they're coming from. And the Israelis know it. But they need these bunker buster bombs because of all the underground passageways that that the terrorists, the Nazi terrorists have. And so Blinken, who is a complete buffoon, and Biden, they already have blood on their hands. They have blood on their hands from the surrender in Afghanistan. They have blood on their hands, Biden does, on the border, where people are being killed, raped, maimed, sold into sex slavery, and of course Americans are being killed with what's coming over the border. Why doesn't he care about his own country even and protecting the American people? So if he's not going to protect us, he's not going to do what he needs to do with Israel either. And I don't want to hear, oh, he's giving all this stuff to Israel, and so we'll let him use it. They're asking you for certain things that he's not giving them. And then after all, it's Biden who took the baton from Donald Trump and threw it into the Potomac River and said, I know better with all of his Obama clowns. I know better. We're going to rearm Iran. We're going to rearm the Palestinian terrorists. We're going to continue to use Qatar, who has the Hamas terrorist leadership in hotels. And Turkey, same thing. They pay no price, nothing. Not even sanctions, not even threats, nothing. For what they've all unleashed, nothing. So Biden's going to walk in like the great hero who's backing the Israelis when I'm telling you what's going on behind the scenes, plus what he's done with the enemy, our enemy. Some hero. The reason the ground campaign has been delayed, and Israel's not going to admit it, They're not going to admit it because they cannot afford to lose the support of the Democrats as well as the weapons. It's because Biden, through Blinken, is making demands that will certainly cost Israeli young men and women in the IDF lives, 
And for all I know, at this point, they're saying you can't have an all-out victory. This is why elections matter. I told you the Democrat Party hates America. That's the book. But they hate more than America. They hate liberty. That's all in the book, too. It's true. It's the truth. And what's happening here is sickening beyond belief. Now, if you, got, you were president of the United States and you got a report, as reported here in the Daily Mail, that four Iranians considered a terrorist threat caught at the U.S.-Mexican border as crossers from countries with links to Iraq war spikes, excuse me, Israel war spikes, wouldn't you get on the phone and say to your secretary of DHS, secure the damn border? Wouldn't you reverse course? He does nothing. A fourth Iranian on the terror watch list, they're on the terror watch list, was caught trying to get into the U.S. through the southern border over the weekend as the war between Iran and Tehran-backed terror group Hamas rages on. The man is in his 40s, is the fourth Iranian to be apprehended by customs officials since the start of October. Came after Hamas terrorists launched a murderous onslaught on Israel on October 7, killing men, women, and children. By the way, after 9-11, did Israel say, hey, look, we support you in heart and soul, anything else we can do, but just make sure you don't hit any mosques, any schools, any location in Afghanistan. Well, what if they have armaments there and so forth? Well, if there's terror, we don't care. Don't hit them. Iranians who cross illegally in the U.S. are classed as special interest aliens because the State Department views Iran as a hostile nation that poses a threat to national security. This is what I mean, the insanity. We rearmed them with $70 billion, among other things. And then, and then what? Now, the people who come here from there are considered uh, they need to be on the watch list. Also this month, two men from Lebanon, the home of terror group Hezbollah, were arrested at Eagle Pass. We're not catching all of them. Our guys are so overwhelmed. And so we're doing to our border, we're doing to the Israeli army what we've done to our border patrol. We can't win this way. We can only lose, ultimately. The latest Iranian taken into custody was blending into a group of Venezuelan migrants when he was located at approximately 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. He was arrested without incident, Fox News report notes, just after crossing the border. Hamas leader last week from Qatar... From our ally, Qatar. Called for a global day of jihad last Friday, just days after brutally attacking Israeli civilians and terrorist attacks launched last Saturday. Think about that. Now the FBI director says, hey, we have a problem on our hands. Must be the MAGA extremists. MAGA extremists are not terrorists, and they never have been. This is so sickening. But, you know, Joe Biden has mentioned MAGA, MAGA extremists, MAGA radicals, but a thousand times, Iran, not once. Maybe, maybe in hushed tones. Cut one, Christopher Ray, go. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase 
in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially... Oh, wait a minute. I have a question, Christopher Ray. Are you seeing an increase in threats from Jews against Muslims? Or Jews against Palestinians? Who's threatening whom? See how it works? There's not a report on the face of the earth I will ask him that. I'm asking him that. Who's threatening whom? Who are you worried about? You worried about all those terrorist Jews pouring out of their synagogues? What are you worried about, pal? MAGA? MAGA on the run? Is that what you're worried about? Go ahead. Take inspiration from recent events to commit violence. Ah, shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Love him or hate him or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. So we have another report. Biden will, quote, receive a comprehensive briefing on Israel's war aims and strategy, unquote, on Wednesday. This is why Blinken and Netanyahu were meeting, in my view, for seven hours because they had to duke it out. But Blinken holds all the cards. He will also, quote, hear from Israel how it will conduct its operations in a way that minimizes civilian casualties, unquote. And allows aid to follow the citizens of Gaza, Blinken says. So Israel's army is going into urban warfare. While Biden and Blinken are going to tell them, uh, they have to tell Biden and Blinken how they're going to do it, while not harming civilians. How they're going to win without taking out Hamas locations under mosques and hospitals and schools. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I think one of the greatest threats Israel has right now, in addition to the American media, is Joe Biden. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They'll get the equipment, and, but only if they comply, we're told. Certain types of munitions they can only get if they agree how to use them. The Republicans need to get back in there, get their ass in gear. We're losing our country. We're losing our allies. Start turning around. Our allies are gone. This dumb bastard financed the enemy, and I mean our enemy and Israel's enemy. Now he's using the the armaments, which were mostly built up under the prior administration, Trump, as a way to blackmail the Israelis on how they're supposed to fight this war. But look, Mark, there's two carrier groups. I got it. I'm not stupid. I see it. I hear it. But that doesn't fix anything if they can't fight this war themselves and win it. You know, people say, we don't want America involved in the ground war. Okay, great. But we don't want Biden telling another country, Israel, our ally, how to fight one. 
And notice this constant refrain about the civilians in Gaza. The vast majority of those IDF soldiers were civilians in Israel two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. You don't hear a damn thing about them. They don't care how many of them die because they never talk about it. Oh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be bloody. Okay. So what about it? Just make sure you don't hit this. You don't hit that. You don't do that. Don't hit that guy. I would ask anybody listening at Special Forces, Green Beret, Infantry, Marines, that had to do this. Can you imagine this? So, I guess the Prime Minister is going to have to hand out a list of do's and don'ts before they go in. And they'll probably have to read them while they're going house to house. What next, Miranda writes? I'm just wondering. Where's all the pressure on the Arab countries to take the Palestinians? You couldn't pressure them enough to take the Palestinians. The peaceful Palestinians almost overthrew the monarchy in Jordan. The current king's father, in a bloody civil war, he pushed him out. Quote-unquote, the West Bank. That's where they pushed many of them into. Judea and Samaria. So this tiny little country has to handle all this. Then in comes the United States, okay, you've heard them say over and over, they get whatever they want, they have to do what they need to do. But that's not what's happening. They're not getting whatever they want and allowed to do whatever they need to do. And now you know why there's still missiles being fired from Gaza into Israel. Because they're coming under these no-touch locations where the United States is saying, don't hit mosques, don't hit hospitals, don't hit schools. In fact, I guess, don't even hit Hamas headquarters, which is in a hospital. And this is what happens every time. Every time. Here's Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper has no moral bearings whatsoever. He's an immoral POS. That's what he is. Listen to this. Cut nine, go. Israel is not Russia. Gaza is not Ukraine. It's a different situation. But cutting off supplies, cutting off heat, cutting off water to civilians, what's the difference? No, jackass. It wouldn't matter if they were allowed to get out, would it? It wouldn't matter if they were allowed to get out. Here's the difference. The difference is that Hamas is creating this situation, and that's what you should have said. Meanwhile, they turn the water back on. Let's say the Israelis do everything that Jake Tapper wants them to do and Biden wants them to. Water's on, electricity's on. They get all the supplies they need for food and medicine. Can you imagine this, Mr. Producer? Do not hit schools, do not hit hospitals, do not hit mosques, do not hit anything, even though the enemy is there and purposely there. And when you go street to street, house to house, room by room... You better not kill a civilian. 
This is the Hamas wing of our media. That's what they are. They cringe when they see the videos. They talk about anti-Semitism, some of them. They talk about the history of the Jews, and yet they do not want Israel to win. It's that simple. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Now remember, the, the media and the Democrat Party work in tandem, as I wrote in the Democrat Party Hates Me. They're one and the same. Jake Tapper is an old Democrat. They all protect Biden. Tell me, how many, how many Democrats have criticized Biden's Iran policy? None. How many Democrats have criticized Biden's Palestinian Authority policy? You know, the moderate Abbas, who's a terrorist who murdered, who led the murder, plotted it, funded it, of the Jews of Munich, 1972. Tell me, how many Democrats have criticized that? None. How many have criticized his rearming of the enemy? Oh, no, he never did that. What are you talking about? And by the way, that $6 billion, they can... screw the $6 billion. They cannot defend the $70 billion. Why? Why? What is it with Democrats? Power. That's what it is. Power. They're driven ideologically, no matter how horrible it gets. No matter how much evidence you present them with. It's not the same Democrat Party. It's just not when it comes to war. They forget their hero, Harry Truman, dropped two atomic bombs. And I don't fault him for it either. I feel he had to do it to save American lives. But Israel, to save Jewish lives and their own soldiers. Now, we're not giving you bunker busters if you use them on a mosque, but they're shooting missiles from it. I'm sorry, that'll give a bad PR move in the region. There he goes again, Biden. Blinken. And you heard we had Rich Goldberg on my show. Now Rich Goldberg's everywhere on Fox. I can't say I blame them, but he used to be kind of exclusive to us. Nobody ever heard him before. That is, in media. But I bring these folks on so you hear them. You hear them first. Then I say, go at it. Go on any shows you want. And he's the one that made the point, uh, hello, There's a big vote coming in the National Security Council on nukes. And if Iran, that deal that Obama signed and that Biden wanted to bring back, Iran will have the ability to get whatever missiles it wants and to sell them to whomever they want. Hello? Tell me, is CNN even talking about that? MSNBC, the AP? No, they're not talking about any of it. They want to know how many innocent civilians the Jews are going to kill. Iran is going to get a nuclear bomb under this president. He's going to get it. Our border's wide open under this president. He's rearmed the enemy under this president. And here we sit, the Republicans in Congress. I told you guys... On my Fox show, over and over again, you needed to impeach Biden, whether he would be convicted in the Senate or not. And issue number one was what, Mr. Producer? Immigration. The border. That they had every constitutional right to act. You don't need evidence, it's out there. You can see it. I'm all for chasing down the financial stuff. Great. But this is understandable. It impacts the United States directly. And now they can add another article. 
That is the refunding, the rearming of one of our major enemies, the Iranians. As I've explained before, impeachment isn't because, oh, the President of the United States had some documents. Don't listen to former federal prosecutors. They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. They don't see the big picture. They're pretenders. Impeachment is for exactly what's taking place here on the border. When a president does damage to the body politic, to the civil society, it's not about criminal prosecutions. It has nothing to do with that. And the impeachments that took place before with presidents had nothing to do with finances and criminal prosecutions. It had to do with a violation of your oath. You're not executing the laws and you're not protecting the country. That's number one. You know, how much more evidence do you need? Number two, I said it was the student loans. I'd move that down now. Number two should be rearming our enemy. It's that simple. You don't get to do that. You're going to do enormous damage. And you're not protecting us from the Iranians acquiring nuclear weapons. That's when you impeach somebody. Eh, but Matt Gates, you know, the, the, eight, the eight great. Remember them? The marvelous eight. Can't have McCarthy. What are you, a wimp? What are you, a rhino? The most conservative speaker in my lifetime, including all of them. With a massive 30% cut, massive reinforcement of our border. No, 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 that's not good enough. Boy, am I in a foul mooding for good reason, and you should be too. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Folks, this book was written for these times. It's a coincidence more than anything else. But it is what it is. That's why I don't write books about myself. I don't write books that are, God knows what, gossip books. Or about irrelevancies. The Democrat Party Hates America is available right now on Amazon. I want to thank Costco, Walmart, BJ's, Sam's, Books a Million, Target, yes. And all the other retail stores that have carried... I don't thank Barnes & Noble. They've hid the book throughout its release. I don't recommend you even go there. It's up to you. But the book is available really anywhere. And you can get it at a very, very good discount because it's been number one, two, or three on the New York Times bestseller list. And it broke out as number one even without the help of Barnes & Noble. But you'll have a lot of important information there that will give you perspective and context. And I'll prove it to you. Go to Amazon... Find the Democrat Party Hates America and read the five-star comments. I know the lefties get in there. They run their campaigns, but read them. Read the verified comments. I think you'll get a lot of value for 17 bucks. I really do. And I only bring this up because, <clears throat> excuse me, you hear me talking about the media. You hear me talking about Biden. You hear me talking about the border. There's an umbrella group that's involved in all this. 
And it's that party. And it's not going to get any better. Now, as for this, see if I can get this done in a minute. Seizing Gaza is not illegal or collective punishment. Mark Goldfelder, director of the National Jewish Academy Center, he went on Twitter and he took this issue on because you have these frauds, including in the administration, saying that it is. And he says, no, it's not. And uh, he gives several reasons for this. He explained the distinction of the central feature of the rules of war, so-called, is to prevent unnecessary casualties and protect innocent civilians. This is done through the application of three fundamental principles. Distinction, military necessity, and proportionality. And what he means by that is if, if Hamas is hiding in schools or they're wearing civilian outfits, th- there is no limit to what you can do because it's impossible to separate one from the other. Folks, I want to thank you. I'll explore that with you more tomorrow. God bless you. Be safe. And I'll see you tomorrow.